Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to episode 13 of From the Den Podcast. Pretty crazy that we're already at 13. But we are finally going to be discussing the Bears defense, which is, you know, more of a bright spot on Bears teams generally than the Bears offense. So this is sure to be exciting. This week, we are going to be discussing specifically the Bears defensive line. So, Oren, you can get right into it with the first question. Yeah, so the Bears defensive line, one of the players who's most overshadowed is Eddie Goldman. So how good do you think Eddie Goldman really is? Do you think he's a star? Do you think he's average? Do you think he's overrated, underrated? And what role do you think he like adds to this team? I think that among good Bears fans, or like knowledgeable Bears fans especially, he isn't over-underrated. He's very well-rated. People who study or just acknowledge Eddie Goldman's talent understand how uh, crucial he is on this team but also don't overrate him and compare try to compare him to Khalil Mack. Uh, personally, I think that Eddie Goldman is a pivotal, crucial part of this Bears defensive line, but I'm not going to compare him, like I said, to Khalil Mack or anything like that because his role is he's a big guy. He's a nose tackle, so his role is basically to keep uh, defenders away from other players so that he himself or so that those other players can record sacks while he is while well, the other players are coming to him. That's why he isn't going to record stats like Khalil Mack. I've said his name like five times now, or even Akeem Hicks would. But he does have such a pivotal role. So I think among the general NFL or less knowledgeable Bears fans, people might not recognize his true role just by looking at his stats alone. But among knowledgeable Bears fans, he is recognized, and I think that he is rated well. And I have to agree. And I think even among Bears fans who are knowledgeable, they still don't fully appreciate the dominance of, of Eddie Goldman because what he does is not only such a hard job, but it's, it takes, it's, you need a lot of, you just need to be very good at your job. And you also need to be able to take on three blockers and still succeed, which is a very hard thing to do. And I believe that Eddie Goldman, he's, a very good player, and he could play defensive end or defensive tackle and be more successful. Did he play defensive end or tackle in college or high school, or was he always a nose tackle? I think he's been moved around a bit, but he's him playing a nose tackle is best because he's he's very very good at being able to attract a lot of attention to him, which makes the whole defense so much better. For example, like Akeem Hicks. He's going to, it's very rare that Eddie Goldman, Eddie Goldman's goal is to be double teamed on, on defense so that Akeem Hicks has a one-on-one and Khalil Mack has a one-on-one. Yeah, exactly. and next year, Ro, um, Robert Quinn has a one-on-one. So his job might be the most pivotal out of all the defensive linemen or linebackers who rush the passer. And I think that he was, when he doesn't play, not only is there an element of a hole in the run game, which makes the whole Bears defense, I would say the Bears defense, defensive, the Bears' biggest strength on defense is stopping the run. And I think when they're able to stop the run, that's when they're the most dominant. Like when you name probably the best Bears defensive game in the past two years, you could say like the Rams game, which they allowed nothing to Gurley. 
We could say the Vikings game week 10. So they have nothing to Dalvin Cook. When they play good running backs and they shut them down, that's when they're able to, to create defensive dominance. And that all stems from Eddie Goldman. Yeah. Uh, so I guess both of us agree that Eddie Goldman is a pivotal part of the Bears defensive line. Hopefully all you guys are knowledgeable Bears fans or just all Bears fans can recognize uh, Eddie Goldman's role despite that he his stats don't always show it because of what we said, how he's taking away um, offensive linemen for other players. So basically he does the dirty work. That's his main job. Uh, next, on to Akeem Hicks. He is obviously or clearly a pivotal, another pivotal part of this Bears defensive line. And his injury in 2019 was sorely missed with not only his own play being reduced, obviously, but also players like Khalil Mack. I would attribute some of Khalil Mack's regression in 2019, although he was, of course, a great player. He wasn't as great as in 2018. I would attribute some of that to Akeem Hicks not playing. So clearly, Akeem Hicks is a pivotal part of this offense, and his injury caused the whole team to regress. Now, Akeem Hicks is finally back, but do you think that uh, that injury will continue to set him back in 2020? Is there any looming consequences for him, or do you think he's fully recovered? Well, if you remember, he got hurt week five against the Raiders, and he said that he come back. He came back off IR, IR, which is you have to be out for eight weeks, and he came to play against the Packers. You could tell he was a bit banged up, and every single time he would come in, you could tell there was something wrong with his elbow, and he kept re-hurting, and he hurt it three or four times in that game over and over, which shows a few things. It concerns me, but also makes me a bit optimistic. I know opti- optimism isn't usually something you would take out of that, but the bad thing is, obviously, the injury is pretty severe. He And he still didn't overcome it after eight weeks. Obviously, they didn't play him for week 16 and 17 because those games became irrelevant. They weren't able to make the playoffs, and there's no reason to risk injury. But I think that that's concerning that his elbow injury wasn't fully healed by week eight, and he re- didn't fully re-injure it, obviously, but it, he tweaked it or this and that. But the good part about it is that he's able to play through it. And he finished that Packers game. He, he came, maybe came out for three or four plays because he needed to make sure everything was fine. But with that bad of an injury, he was able to do it after eight weeks. I can't imagine after a full offseason, him, him not being able to power through an injury like this. And but the question is, you know, while you admire his toughness, that might be what eventually brings him down if he is trying to play his hardest when he's not at 100%, that could leave him more susceptible to injury. So you would rather have Akeem Hicks playing even if he's not 100% with that added risk of injury? Well, I mean, it depends on the game. I think that I hope Akeem Hicks is a smart guy who understands that if the game isn't a dire game and he's... Right, that's why it was sat out in in week 16 and 17. Exactly. So if the Bears are playing week two and it's not a huge game then he doesn't really need to fight through it. I mean, obviously, any week is important, but if the Bears week 17 versus the Packers and they have the same record, he's going to fight through that injury Mm -hmm. to to win the playoff, to win to get the playoffs or something like that, or a big game. He's going to fight through like last year in the Packers game. I get it wasn't the most important game, but that game was still pretty important because obviously they still would have had to beat the Chiefs and the Vikings to make the playoffs. Even It was an important game. It was basically the playoffs were on the line. Exactly. And he went in, he still fought through. And I think that's, it also shows something about his toughness and how much he's willing to 
how much he's willing to play and how badly he wants to get back on the field, which is also something that's good because he's going to work so hard in the offseason to just strengthen his elbow and make sure everything's fine. Yeah, that sounds about right to me, except I'm not sure, like how I was questioning what you were saying, I'm not totally sure that it's admirable to have a player who's willing to go in when he's not fully 100%. But with that said, he didn't go in in week 16 and 17, so maybe that's not truly what he's like. Um, I hope that especially, you know, with all this break time from the corona and just in general, the offseason will allow Akeem Hicks to recover fully because as I mentioned previously and we will continue to discuss, he's such a leader on this defensive line and in the defense in general. Yeah, I do agree. And when you look at on the defense, you look at people who are outgoing and really they're just leaders on this team. Akeem Hicks is that guy. Akeem Hicks is the defensive leader. You look at Khalil Mack, his dominance on the field is very much there, and he is a leader on this team, but I wouldn't call him the leader of the defense. Akeem Hicks holds that holds that standard. Yeah, lead. for all Bears fans, I would suggest that you watch uh, an Akeem Hicks mic'd up. It's really, it's really fun. And just watching him uh, rally up the troops, and he's really loud, and he's a leader in that sense, like you were saying, how he's... Living, he's a bear. He's scary. He's big. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a big bear. So Yeah, talking about Akeem Hicks, you know, like last year when he got hurt, the Bears' defense declined. So how much do you think Akeem Hicks' health helps his Bears' defense? And how much do you think it hurt them last year? And do you think that you can blame the Bears' regression on on Akeem Hicks' injury, or do you think that that's just an excuse? And the real is the real excuse should be something else. Well, yeah, I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I, I really should have waited to talk about it now. But just to reiterate, I um, Khalil ugh, Akeem Hicks being injured and the Bears' defense regressing just really showed to me and opened my eyes to how pivotal his role is on this defensive line because it goes beyond just his own play Khalil Mack feeds off of Akeem Hicks uh, almost like the how Eddie Goldman takes blockers away from Khalil Mack Akeem Hicks can do the same role although Akeem Hicks isn't a nose tackle he has that similar type so when uh, Akeem Hicks was injured it allowed for offensive linemen to triple team or double team Khalil Mack more easily without having to worry about Akeem Hicks coming in and getting the sack. So his injury goes beyond his play alone. It truly affects that entire defensive line and defense. So I do believe that if Akeem Hicks comes in and he is 100% healthy, that defense will and defensive line will show great signs of improvement. And not even to mention the Robert Quinn signing, which we'll get into more uh, next episode. That is a dangerous three, even though, of course, Akeem Hicks is on the defensive line while the other two. So I'm going to add something. Richard Dent, Bears Hall of Famer, great defensive lineman who played for the 85 Bears. He said that there's a rule of three, that any great defense or elite amazing defense, historic defense needs three dominant pass rushers. Obviously, the 85 defense had so Mm -hmm. many defensive pass rushers it's crazy to count with that 46 defense but you look at it last year and they had two dominant pass rushers Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and And one of them was injured half the season so really you'd have to look at 2018 to find that 2018 they had two dominant pass rushers but 
Their defense still had a great cornerbacks, great safeties, great middle linebackers. So they didn't need that third defensive lineman to elevate them. But now they got Robert Quinn. And what makes them, and they have three dominant pass rushers right now. And what makes this so interesting is that Robert Quinn, I watched this video, I thought it was very interesting. Robert Quinn wins by using his speed. So he is going to be 10 yards behind the line, 10 yards in front of the line of scrimmage when he's there. And what does Akeem Hicks like to do? He pushes the offensive lineman forward. What does the quarterback do when Akeem Hicks sees the offensive lineman get pushed forward? The quarterback mm-hmm. takes a step back. Yeah. There. Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn. Exactly. And uh, not, to, not to remind you that Khalil Max is there. You can go from anywhere. 10 yards back, five yards back, two yards back. It doesn't really matter. But I think that Akeem Hicks coming back is going to be so pivotal because last year when Akeem Hicks was in, Khalil Mack won 16.4% of his pass rushing. When Akeem Hicks was out from weeks one to four, from weeks five till on, he won 8%. Weeks five on was when he was injured, when Akeem Hicks was injured. So I think it really just shows that Khalil Mack, I don't want to blame Khalil Mack's lack of production on Akeem Hicks because instead of because a great pass rusher like him should be able to produce no matter if he has an Akeem Hicks or not. But his stats could have been a lot well, better. No, it's not about blaming. It's yeah, Khalil Mack still played well, but he was yeah, just, exactly. of course, every pass rushers are going to do better when there are more uh, threats coming in. Mm-hmm. So the offensive line is more overwhelmed. Exactly. It's nothing against Khalil Mack. Saying that saying a that, uh, great pass rusher needs support is never an insult to the pass rusher. It's just saying, you know, like I was saying, it just overwhelms the offensive line more. I agree. And I think that, in my opinion, defensive line is the most, not the most important, but it is the most valuable position on a, on a defense because not only are they completely necessary on passing downs, they're also completely necessary on rushing downs. I think that middle linebackers and defensive linemen are the two most important positions in on a defense. And I think that because they're both used on – they're both used in running and passing. And Akeem Hicks is the perfect example of that. Akeem Hicks is a dominant run stopper. Dominant. You look at him, nobody is going to be able to get past him if he has a one-on-one. And when he's rushing the passer, he's dominant. I think he might be, I think he might be more underrated than Eddie Goldman because everyone looks at him and says, wow, he's a he's a he's a great player, a maybe debatably a pro bowler, but I think he's an all-pro. I really do. And I think that people need to. I think that he needs to be valued like that. And I think that him coming back might be is I think him coming back is the most important thing that's going to happen to the bears this whole time, not getting Nick Foles, not signing Robert Quinn, not moving, not moving Eddie Jackson back to free. Mm-hmm. I think this is the most important thing that the bears can do, can do. So on, uh, on the topic of Akeem Hicks's injury, when he was injured, the main guy that stepped in and played for him was, I would say, Roy Robertson Harris. Yeah. 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 So now that Akeem Hicks will be in and healthy, do you anticipate that he will have a decline just simply because he will likely get less playing time? Or will he actually take the next step this season and be even better than he was last year? So you can evaluate his performance last year and go on to explain how, what you anticipate will happen with Roy Robertson Harris this year. So I'm going to go back to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a player who I believe might become even better next year, but statistically will go down and will be worse. 
And I think that's just because in a Bears offense, in order to be successful, the ball needs to be distributed to multiple players. And last year it wasn't. And I hope this year it goes to Anthony Miller. It goes to Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. I hope that all of them get the ball. And obviously if all of them get the ball, either either Nick Foles or Trubisky throws 7,000 passing yards or Allen Robinson will decline and will decline statistically. I think the same thing will happen with Rory Robertson Harris. I think that Akeem Hicks, I, even though I think he's going to be great in all this, he's still going to need to be subbed out a bit. He's turning 30. He is 30. He's turning 31. He just came off of an injury. The Bears want him to be in for as little as, not as little as possible. But, but just enough that he will not be injured. Exactly. Himself. Just enough to not re-injure him, to make sure that he's, doing well and that's where we'll talk about it later that's where depth comes in but having Roy Robertson Harris as a depth piece is very very helpful and I think that that could end up being a crucial part to this Bears defense and I think he will take a step up he came as an undrafted free agent and every year he's elevated his game in 2018 he was very good 2019 he became a bit better and in 2020 I think he'll become very good and unfortunately I think that statistically and how he'll play will overmatch what the bears can pay him. So I don't think the bears will end up resigning him after this, after this, after this off season. Well, is it really unfortunate? That I you mean, really have the bear want, want to have the bears resign him. I mean, I would like it if they resigned him. He's a very good depth piece, but I'm not sure they'll be able to like Nick Williams. He had a really good year last year and the Lions signed him to, I think a two year deal worth around five or $10 million, which is a solid amount of money. I don't think the bears would be willing to pay that. Yeah, I just don't see how Roy Roberts and Harris would fit and have a significant role this year unless a starting defensive lineman gets injured. Like I already said, he came in for Akeem Hicks and was pretty good, but he wasn't anything, he wasn't amazing enough for the Bears staff to consider having him as a starter. So for that reason, I don't see him having a significant role. And although he's improved every year, this year, even if he does do better, it, he will not. It won't be because he's getting a lot of snaps. He just might be more efficient on the ones that he has. So I don't really have much else to say about him. I don't anticipate a breakout year or anything because he will be getting even less snaps than he did last year and maybe even two years before that. I don't really see a reason why he would decline though because he he's been doing fine. So there's not much else that I can say about him. Just he'll he might be average. He could be a solid piece but he won't be standout. I mean, I have to disagree with you. I think that obviously I'm not expecting him to be a standout player, like the best player possible, but I think that he will be an essential part to this defense, not obviously a key. So you pick. think if he gets injured, it'll be a big deal? It'll, it'll, it'll affect the defense in a way comparable to Akeem Hicks, even if it's on a lower scale, it'll still have some lower, have a ripple effect. We're even close to Akeem Hicks. But it'll still have, it will have some ripple effect. Yes. Will it, it'll affect other players just because there's a lack why, of depth. That's why depth is so important because having depth, like last year, the Bears, honestly, the Bears had a solid amount of depth last year. It's, on the defensive side, on defensive line, they had players who came in and maybe didn't, obviously they didn't take Akeem Hicks's role, but they didn't, they didn't completely make their defense look terrible because one big hole on defense, especially like that, could change a defense pretty, pretty bigly, pretty. Bigly. Uh, it could significantly. Make, so yeah, pretty significantly. And I just need 
I just think that the Bears need good depth, and that's what we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah, so just talking about one other guy, you think Bilal Nichols can take the next step? I mean, we're both big fans of Bilal Nichols, and I think that this is a different scenario from Roy Roberts and Harris. The Bear, I mean, Bilal Nichols was a fifth-rounder. Roy Roberts and Harris was an undrafted free agent. And while on the surface, it might not seem like there's a big difference between that, although Bilal Nichols was a late draft pick, just the fact that the Bears went out and selected him shows that they might have more faith in him than Roy Roberts and Harris. Um, second of all, Bilal Nichols is much younger than Roy Roberts and Harris, so that's another reason why um, he will improve. Veering away from just comparing him to Roy Roberts and Harris, I think alone he will get more opportunities in this offense, although he might not have like be a standout yet. I think he, he will be able to take the next step, as you were saying. So, yes, I do anticipate that he improves. He shows... Uh, he flashed a lot of potential last season, and I'm just excited to see what he does. Yeah, and I am excited to see what he does. And I think that comparing him to, to Roy Robertson Harris isn't like, I wouldn't say isn't fair, but it's different because Bilal Nichols, I think even though I said Roy Robertson Harris has potential and he's slowly growing, Bilal Nichols has a lot of potential. And, and plus, I, okay, I just, um, there he's three years younger, so that's three yeah. more years to get on that level and he has less nfl experience which could be seen as something like the bears want to win now they want nfl experience but he's also proven that he's a good player and he he can like i said he has a lot of potential to be very good and i think that if akeem it's obviously i think he'll probably drop down from his 2018 production and if akeem drops down i think that Bill nichols will be able to take a bit a bit more this a bit more of the just he'll be able to be a bit more successful not because Akeem Hicks does worse just because I think while Akeem Hicks game will decline a tiny bit because obviously of injury and getting older Bilal Nichols will increase which kind of cancels the the regression and improvement of each other which kind of just stables it out which I think is a big part okay yeah you got anything else to add before I move on here no so that does it for the specific player review, I guess. On to the more general questions. When going over these players, we only went over, what, um, four players. So really, th- those are the four players that we thought to be the most significant. That just shows they really don't have a lot of depth on this offensive line. So is that something that concerns you? Do you think they should have signed more players? Or do you think that the defensive line is fine where it's at? So something I something that's important to know about defensive line and linebackers, not not maybe inside linebackers, but more outside linebackers and defensive line, is that they only play eighty to eighty-five to seventy-five to seventy percent of the snaps. Which means you want a good rotation of players of defensive linemen and outside linebackers. And we'll get to it in a different episode next episode about the linebackers. It concerns me a bit that they only have Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack because they're not going to play the whole game. Khalil Mack only plays around 80% of the snaps. Akeem Hicks will only play around 75, 80, 85% of the snaps. But And you need a dominant player to come in. Not only that, Akeem Hicks came off an elbow injury last year. Um, Bilal Nichols had a wrist injury. Um, Eddie Goldman, he had a concussion. He's, been, he's not very injury prone, but he still occasionally gets injured. All these players are relatively injury prone players. And it's a bit concerning that and the players that aren't super injury prone, like maybe Robertson Harrison, Bilal Nichols, 
they haven't proven themselves enough to, to for me to feel take the take the place of a of an Akeem. exactly. I mean, we saw what happened when Robertson Harris came in. There was a although he didn't play terribly, like we said, there was a clear decline in everything. Yeah, and it showed in everything in the cornerbacks. Obviously, they didn't play worse. Yeah, but it was way easier. They had the quarterback and more time to pass to find open receivers. It's the defense. What's so great about defense is that one player goes off of another safety goes to defensive line. And if a defensive lineman does bad on one play, the safety will be punished and the cornerback and all these players will be punished. And that's why having a dominant defense for multiple years is so hard because you need to have players at every position who are capable of not messing up on every play and able to succeed every play on offense. You just need a quarterback, a stable offensive line, and maybe a receiver. But on defense, you need a player at every single, every single, all 11 players need to be able to not mess up. And if one player messes up, the whole play can be destroyed. And that's so interesting about the defense. And I think that when you have an injury or if you have someone who has an injury or is out and you have a defensive lineman come in who plays very poorly, can't even get to the, can't get to the, can get to the quarterback that's like rushing three rather than four four rather than five which playing with one less player i mean oh, yeah who who would want to do that it's just i mean so do you have any suggestions for how the bears can add more depth quickly like a player that they should sign or just a new scheme that they should go into or are you just saying it's bad no i i think their scheme is fine i mean obviously i don't want, i they don't have the money to sign a big name like jadavion Clowney. also he doesn't right play line but like <laughs> they could probably find a veteran or two they probably will find a veteran or two to compete for the 53 men roster they signed john jenkins defensive tackle who is a like what i said a veteran who they signed for cheap and they just need to keep building up this defensive line and linebacker core and everything so that they have depth so that when someone gets injured because it's inevitable that an injury will happen the the player who comes in won't mess up enough for their defense to slowly collapse like it did last year. And collapse, I'm saying, went from probably the best or second best defense to top five or top six. But, I mean, that's a huge difference that one player can make. Yeah, especially when you're considering how um, pretty bad the Bears' offense is. You really need an elite defense for this entire team to do well. Exactly. And I think that I honestly do believe that they'll be top three, top two, debatably even the best defense. I think skill-wise, they have the best defense. And I think that the only reason why people aren't saying they're going to be the best defense next year is because of last year. And there's reasons to explain why they declined last year. And it's Akeem Hicks got hurt. Eddie Golden, Eddie Jackson was in the wrong position. They got a better, they have a better defense this year than last year. And as a person and as a fan of the NFC North, I think that I would be scared as other teams. Like, like the Bears are scared of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers should be scared of the Bears' defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have much else to add to what you were saying. I mean, it's definitely a concern, uh, the Bears' lack of depth. Like I was saying, they have Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks, two players that I think are great. And then Bilal Nichols and Roy Robertson-Harris. I think Bilal Nichols is a good player that shows a lot of potential. Roy Robertson-Harris, pretty good, not as much potential, but I still like him. But with those two players, I'm still not confident in them that I can say, oh, they've got a lot of depth and they can rotate these players in and out. Exactly. And like without a problem. So, I, yes, I do think, especially if 
Goldman, he's had a concussion before. He's not super injury prone, but he gets injured. They might have to put Akeem Hicks at the nose tackle just because he's the biggest guy. He might even be a little bigger than Goldman. I don't. I couldn't think of another guy that would come in. That would mess up the whole defense. So right now, there are a lot of concerns uh, if this their two main defensive linemen get injured, which also brings into question why they would sign Robert Quinn. Of course, that rule of three is great, but it leads you to think, you know, just playing the devil's advocate, because I am in support of the Robert Quinn signing. But some people could say they, they shouldn't have spent all this money on a luxury buy, basically, when they already have Khalil Mack, when instead they could have, you know, spent less money on different players, spread it out, and you had more depth on defensive line and other positions that were needed. Yeah. So that's when you bring the Bears management into question a little there's two different approaches. There's an approach where you can go for the star. There's an approach where you can go for a lot of depth. And either one would work for this Bears defense. But the thing is that no matter what, they would have paid, they probably would have either signed an outside linebacker and would have kept Leonard Floyd and would have cost the same as Robert Quinn. But yeah, we're not arguing about the yeah. that's just an idea. But also, so, uh, to what you were saying, to what you've been saying a lot, and I've been saying a little, through all of the Bears' signings, it's definitely evident that they are trying to win now with this team. And I will say that bringing in Robert Quinn and not focusing on depth as much, um, if all goes well, that defense will be better than if they had just got depth players. So if all goes well this season and they don't need then and players don't get injured, that is the win now mentality. Just hoping that everything goes well with the big players that you bring in versus trying to get some more depth players and just waiting a few years until they break out so they are having that win now mentality which i do support considering everything else going on in their team yeah so final question all around the bears have a very dominant defense and how would you rate their defensive line on their whole defense and how would you say their defensive line is compared to the whole nfl i think that the defensive line gets overshadowed on this defense of course, the most memorable or the most widely recognized and renowned part of this Bears defense are the linebackers, Khalil Mack, and now with the signing of Robert Quinn. That could be dangerous, and I think that most of the NFL and NFL fans are aware of that. So that's the most widely recognized position. I think the secondary does deserve more credit than it receives. A lot of people are not big fans, or they don't think it's as good as I, as a biased Bears fan, do believe. They've got Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson. You know, I could keep going. I'll save the rest for the secondary episode. But I think the secondary gets more attention than the Bears' defensive line. So basically, the Bears are known for having a good defense, but the defensive line is something that isn't spoken about a lot in the NFL in general and among Bears fans just because there are so many great other great positions. But that's not to say that the defensive line still isn't great. Akeem Hicks, like you were saying, I don't know about all pro, but a Pro Bowl player, very great, consistent leader type player. Eddie Goldman, another great player. And they've got some good uh, Bilal Nichols and Roy Robertson Harris. They've got some potential. So yeah. while I might say it might be close to the worst like uh, part of their defense, that's not to discredit it at all. It's just showing how dominant the rest of their defense really is. Yeah, so I will say that I think that their defensive line is even to their secondary. And I think that obviously they have, they have two pro bowlers in their secondary, well, one pro bowler yeah. defensive line. But I think that they're, well, they're, 
there's five defensive there's five defensive backs or secondary yeah, players. Yeah, Pro Bowlers shouldn't be like a way to measure it. Yeah, and I think that it's around even. But in the NFL, I think the Bears secondary is top ten, not top five. The Bears defensive line is top ten, not top five. The Bears linebackers are top five. You think their secondary is not top five? No. I, I guess we'll get into secondary later, but okay. I think that it's it's maybe seven or eight. Okay, six. okay. I don't think it's top five, but when you look at a team, you don't need to have the best safeties, cornerbacks, and linebackers because if you did, that would make your defense the best ever. Having having a top ten, top ten, and top five in three different categories of your defense means that your defense should be the best in the NFL because mm-hmm. it's very rare to find a defense that dominant. And I think that the Bears' defensive line is pretty dominant. It may not be the best in the NFL, but I think it is up there, and you could make a debate. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, cover where they rank in the NFL. I think I would I would agree with you that they rank around in the top 10. They aren't as widely recognized, like I was saying. And there are other defenses that uh, are more notable for like having good... When a defense is known for having a good run-stopping, I think that that is what puts them in a higher position ranking in the NFL for their defensive line. Like Just off the top of my head, I can think of Tampa Bay would have a high defensive line in the NFL. Anyway, that's why I'm just going to put, I would say the Bears would be top 10 defensive line and leave it at that. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that does it for our episode, unless you got any other comments, Horn. No. All right, so bear down, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.